three X factors for the Minnesota Twins as pitchers and catchers report to Fort Myers. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, February 13th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, four off-seasons, three seasons, hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, four seasons, four off-seasons, writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. And every single year, preseason, usually closer to the season, I think. This year, it's coming a little bit earlier. Three X factors for the twins. I've done it on the show. I've written at Twins Daily. And an X factor is such an interesting thing in sports. It's hard sometimes to define what an X factor is and what that looks like. I think the way that I think about an X factor, you have your nobody's a sure thing in sports. Nobody's a sure thing, especially in baseball. I think with the year to year variance, such a long season with injuries, all of that. Nobody's a sure thing. How I see an X factor for whoever you think is as close to a sure thing, like Carlos Correa, to me, if he's healthy, he's going to be one of the Twins' best players, no question. And I think one of the best players in the American League. Byron Buxton, if healthy, we know, is like the ultimate X factor, and you could absolutely have him on any X factor list. You could have anybody you want and say, hey, if things click for this guy, they are an X factor. I look at it as guys deeper on the roster – who could have a huge impact. And here's some examples if it helps to think about it. In 2019, Twins had five players hit 30 or more home runs. Max Kepler was an X factor in that season because he broke out. Nobody really saw it before before the season. Nobody thought Max Kepler was going to hit 36 home runs. CJ Crone was an X factor in that season. On the pitching side, Jake Odorizzi was an X factor for the Twins. Not their best players. I mean, Max Kepler was one of their three best players that year. Not Nelson Cruz, not Jorge Polanco, but they were X-Factors and key contributors for that team. In 2020, the Twins' X-Factor was Kenta Maeda. He was one of their best players. He ended up being an X-Factor because that upside was untapped and he found it that season. So you can view it as upside. There's some upside in that. It's also who is somebody who can have a legit impact on the roster we're not thinking about actively, but their role matters and either they've been written off or there's an expectation or there's a baseline of what we can expect. But for some reason, I think there's more there or they are truly an X factor, whether it goes really well or it goes poorly. I have three and you can comment whoever you think every year it changes for me. I've had some similar picks in recent years. I think Jorge Alcala was, was a pick last year and he got hurt. I think he would have been an X factor for the bullpen, him getting hurt really damaged the bullpen I think and that was forgotten this year I have three I have a position player I have a starting pitcher and I have a relief pitcher and I like the picks this year I think they make sense and we're going to start on the position player side with Max Kepler I think Kepler is an x-factor this year and this illustrates it for me when you look at zips he's still on the roster he's still on this roster and it sounds like he's going to be on this roster when you look at zips Max Kepler his 80th percentile outcome meaning his 80th percentile, 50th percentile would be median outcome for this year. 80th percentile is his, he's 30% better than his 50th percentile outcome. 
250 batting average, 346 on base percentage, slugging percentage at 462 for an OPS plus at 124. That's 24% better than league average. Good numbers across the board. 3.2 wins above replacement. If Max Kepler has that season, an 80th percentile season per zips, that's going to help the Twins a ton. He's going to be a middle-of-the-order bat with a 124 OPS+. plus. He's already an elite right fielder defensively. He's an X-factor if that's his season. Conversely, the 20th percentile outcome for Max Kepler is unplayable. 206 batting average, OPS plus at 84. That's 16% below league average and 0.8 wins above replacement. If that's the type of season he has, I don't think he's going to be getting playing time down the stretch. That's that's how bad the 20th percentile is. But the 80th percentile is a big time addition for the Twins or a big time progression for Kepler from what we've seen the last couple of years. If he does that in right field, it's 250, 124 OPS plus with 3.2 wins above replacement. Man, that would be amazing for the Twins. I think that would change things for them. And their outfield all of a sudden looks great defensively, could be really good offensively as well. Joey Gallo could be in this bucket. Other position players, the entire outfield really could be in this bucket, in the X-Factor bucket. Kepler, Buxton, Gallo, if things go well, they are true X-Factors. And Buxton, maybe not a bigger X-Factor in Major League Baseball. I wanted to mix it up. And I think Kepler is, throughout the offseason, a forgotten man because we've assumed that he's going to be traded and he still has not been traded. The Twins aren't going to trade him for nothing. They've maintained throughout he has positive trade value, and they're not going to take less for what they think Max Kepler is, is worth. And I think they do like the idea of this dynamo defensive outfield with Gallo in left, Buxton in center, Kepler in right, Michael A. Taylor as your backup center fielder when Buxton DHs or when he's hurt. You have Trevor Larnick, who graded out wonderfully in left field when he's played. Nick Gordon's okay in left field. They think Kyle Farmer can play left field. They feel really good about their outfield defensively and Kepler's a big part of that as their their primary right fielder for the last you know five plus years in Minnesota he's an x-factor this year absolutely because I think the the feeling on Kepler we've seen it at times we've seen a full season of it in 2019 it was only one season of it but if he can just be you know a 15 percent better than league average hitter he's going to be really valuable because he is an elite right fielder what he was offensively last year low 200s batting average no power that makes his defense a moot point. It doesn't matter as much. And that was my point on Gallo last night as well. It doesn't matter if you can't hit a leg. But if you're 10 to 15% better than league average offensively, you're a really nice player. And I think that was the Twins' hope when they extended him. It's been up and down. There's one outlier season. That was 2019. I don't think he's going to hit 36 home runs. But if Max Kepler hits 250 with the shift ban, with 20, 25 home runs, elite right field defense, Solid on base percentage, really valuable player, valuable enough to be the true X factor for the season, something we didn't really see coming going into 2023. I have a starter and a reliever left on my X factor list and some honorable mentions after this word from Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievably fla unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy 
only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you want to try to lose weight, you still want that flavor, Built Bars are the best. Go to BuiltBar.com or get them at your local Sam's Club or Walmart. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects is fantastic with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Another X factor in the bullpen. I hinted last night. If you watched last night's show, if you haven't, go back and watch. Jorge Lopez is an X factor. Absolutely. He epitomizes it for me as a reliever because we've seen both sides of the coin. So he's an X factor if the good side of the coin comes through. And if the bad side comes through, also a negative X factor for the Twins in 2023. Easy as this. First half Jorge Lopez in 2022. 44 and a third. So big sample. 1.62 ERA. That was 11th among qualifiers. All starting pitchers. 2.98 fielding independent pitching. Excuse me. That was relievers. 162 ERA. 11th among qualified relievers. 298 FIP. Higher than his ERA. Over a run higher. That's standard for a reliever. Still below three. That's, that's solid. 29% strikeout rate. And an 8% walk rate for Jorge Lopez elite closer peripherals not as pretty you know his peripherals paint a solid closer like a solid closer and a good setup man Jorge Lopez 298 feeling independent pitching but his ERA a buck 62 second half of 2022 Jorge Lopez 26 and two-thirds innings 4.05 ERA his fit ballooned to 416 those are factors a pitcher can control Walks, home runs, strikeouts, 17.5% strikeout rate and a 13.3% walk rate. Man, that that was a fall from grace. And it's easy to see what happened. I was looking at all of the factors, like his velocity. His velocity came down a little bit on the fastballs. He did throw more changeups with the Twins. But really, he just wasn't getting as many swings and misses. He was not commanding the ball as well as he did in the first half. More walks, Twins infield defense is not nearly as good as Baltimore's was in 2022. And all of that kind of boiled into a terrible second half for Jorge Lopez. On the season, it was the best season of his career by a mile. And now he has a role. He was an all-star reliever in 2022. Now he has a role. And I think he, for his career, it's revitalized. He always had the stuff to be this guy. And he's this guy as a reliever. So what is he going to be in 2023? He could truly be an X factor. This is what the Twins hope was. This is what my hope was and Twins fans hopes at the deadline when they acquired Lopez. We have these two beasts in the bullpen. And I have a friend who's a White Sox fan. And he was aware of how how strong of a season Jorge Lopez was having. And he texted me and said, man, Duran and Lopez, that's scary in the eighth and ninth inning for an opponent. That's the hope. And if Jorge Lopez can get back to any semblance of the first half, Jorge Lopez of 2022. That's the reality. It's Duran and Lopez in the back. And then you have Griffin Jacks, who I think is going to have a, a special sophomore relief season. Caleb Theobar was tremendous down the stretch. And then you start to build. Maybe Jorge Alcala as an X Factor comes back and he's healthy and good. 
you're starting to build. Giovanni Moran was was great with the Twins last year. Then it turns into a really nice bullpen. Jorge Lopez is a, a key to that to me. He's an X factor for the bullpen. He's an X factor for the team. If he clicks and he's pitching well, I think you're going to see the bullpen succeed. It's not all on his shoulders. Anybody could blow up. Duran gets hurt. The Twins are going to be in rough shape. I think you know any team who has an elite reliever when their elite reliever gets hurt, they're going to be markedly worse as a bullpen. But I think Jorge Lopez, if everybody else is who I expect them to be, and relievers are so volatile, we never know what we're going to get. If everybody else is their baseline, Jorge Lopez is is a difference maker in the bullpen. He's an X factor in the bullpen, and he's an X factor on the team for that reason because in the first half last year, the bullpen was the biggest problem, hence why the Twins went out and acquired Jorge Lopez for a pretty considerable package, including Cade Povich. So I think Lopez is an X factor. I think he might be the X factor out of all these relievers. I mean, Jorge Alcala could be. You could make that argument. You can honestly make the argument for Griffin Jacks taking a step forward. Giovanni Moran could be an X factor. You can make those arguments. I think Jorge Lopez is the the largest of them all. Starting pitching X factor, who I think is somewhat forgotten, maybe a decent amount of recognition and skepticism with this pitcher coming up after this word from FanDuel. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. FanDuel.com is the official partner of the NBA. We're at the midway point of the season and new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel is easy to use. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. In the rotation, X Factor in the rotation. This was the hardest to pick because I wanted a position player. I wanted a reliever. I wanted a starter. This was the hardest group to pick from because the Twins do have a deep rotation, but nobody with true, in my opinion, ace-level upside. Maybe I'm proven wrong. They don't have any of those guys, in my opinion. Maybe Pablo Lopez will be that guy. Maybe Tyler Malley. I think Tyler Malley can be a frontline starter and, and lead a rotation, but like true number one, one of the eight best starters in baseball, I don't think it's in this current rotation. So I looked and I found the one X factor who I think in some ways is looked over for the right reasons. I'm not saying it's disrespectful to look over Kenta Maeda for 2023 because he hasn't pitched in 16 months or whatever it is after Tommy John. He's 34. I think he's 34. He's going to turn 35 here uh, in April and he hasn't pitched. And to be honest, 2021 was, was poor for Kenta Maeda. Here's why he's an X factor for me from 2018 to 2020. That included the amazing COVID season for Maeda where he finished second for the Cy Young award. It was a weird year in the central divisions, especially like Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young in the national league. Shane Bieber won it in the American league. There was a lot of good pitching, a lot of good starting pitching in those divisions. And I don't think that that's necessarily a, a coincidence. They were all playing each other. I think there were some weak offenses on both sides in the AL and the NL centrals. Maeda pitched really well either way. And from 2018 to 2020, all of those season those seasons combined, 345 and two thirds innings for Maeda. Some of those out of the bullpen for the Dodgers. 
3.50 FIP, fielding independent pitching, which was just behind Aaron Nola for 20th among qualified pitchers in baseball. So the 20th best fielding independent pitching from 2018 to 2020 among qualifiers belonged to Kenta Maeda. 2020 was or 2021 was rough. There's a reason I left that out because it brings down the overall line. Here's what I'll say about 2021. His last eight starts before that blow up and injury in New York, he left that that Yankee start. I remember watching. He left that Yankee start early and he got hit hard and then he left with the elbow problem. His last eight starts before that day, he had 45 and a third innings, 298 ERA. 3.08 FIP and a 31% strikeout rate. When Kenta Maeda is right in his career, he's really stingy. And I love watching him pitch. His slider is one of the best in baseball when he's healthy. He dominates right-handed hitters. The splitter really came on in 2020 in the COVID season. He was shutting down everybody. His fastball is not going to, it's not going to get on anybody, but when he pairs it with the slider and, and the splitter, it can creep up. And it can be effective as a weapon when it's 91-92. What will it be when he comes back? Will it be 89-90? Because it's less impactful at 89-90, unquestionably. Where will his command be? The problem in 2021, it wasn't really his stuff. His stuff was fine, I thought. It was his command in location. He was hanging too many sliders. He was hanging splitters to lefties. He wasn't pitching with confidence and didn't feel like in 2021. That season was a disaster on all fronts for the Twins, especially in the first half. It may have been he was just part of that. He, you know, he felt that pressure. He was part of that. When he's spotting, when he's commanding, he is he's an artist, Kenta Maeda, when he's pitching. And we saw that in 2020. So I think he's an X factor. Do I think he's going to pitch 150 innings for the Twins this year? No. But if Kenta Maeda gives you 120 innings of a 350 FIP, you know, a uh, mid to higher threes ERA valuable in that rotation. I also think he has the upside to be a low three ERA guy if they give him enough innings where it's it matters, but it would matter. Like if he got 120 innings at a 315, 315 ERA and you know 325 FIP or whatever he has, big time, big time for this rotation. I think there's a decent chance Kenta Maeda is has the lowest ERA on the twins following the season. Maybe he's not qualified. Maybe it's not enough innings to really like get anybody excited about him having the lowest ERA. But I think when when Kenta Maeda has been healthy mostly over the last, you know, from 2018 to 2020, and then he had those great eight starts in 2021. When he's right, he's really, really good. And we saw that in the in the COVID season. So I think he's an X factor for the rotation just because Maybe it's gone a little too far. This like, oh, we don't know what to expect at all from Kenta Maeda, which is true, which is true. I can also see a scenario, though, where he comes back and he just looks like Kenta Maeda. And if that's the case, he was the twin. You know, the twins went into 2021 with Barrios, Maeda and Pineda as their big three. And they were favored to win the division. And their over under was like 88 and a half wins or something. And they were supposed to be a good team. And Maeda was a part of that. Now, it looks like the projection systems were wrong. The, the betting lines were incorrect for 2021. He was a frontline starter going into that season, coming off of 2020 with the Twins. His command was awesome. He pitched really well at Target Field. There was excitement. The Twins finally had like the number one starter they've been waiting for, and it wasn't Jose Barrios. It was Kenta Maeda. 
I don't expect him to be that guy again. I, I'm not expecting him to be that guy. But I think there's you can have optimism that if Kenta comes back and he pitches well in spring training and his stuff looks good and he's commanding, I think there's really reason for excitement. And that's why I'm going to be watching his starts and watching him pitch closely. I don't know when he's going to start in spring training. Like what his it sounds like he has no limitations at all going into spring training. So he's just going to get a regular workload. I don't know if he's going to come out of the bullpen, if he's going to start spring training games. There's going to be a ramp up period because he hasn't pitched in a game in a year and a half. I'm going to be watching that. If he comes out and he's 91, you know, 90-91 with the fastball, which that's Kenta Maeda, you know, 90 to 92, his stuff looks sharp. I'm going to be on the hype train as Kenta Maeda, you know, on the Kenta Maeda hype train going into the regular season as maybe not he's going to go out there and shove seven innings every start, but he can give you five, six really stingy innings every fifth day. That's valuable. And it, it matters to him because his incentives are tied to game started and innings pitched and his his usage. He's only guaranteed, I think it's 3.25 million. So his incentives are wrapped up in that. He's motivated. He's going to be a free agent following the season. I think he's an X factor for the Twins in 2023. Byron Buxton, 100% an X factor. I mean, Correa is an X factor. Jorge Polanco is an X factor. Jose Miranda, you could argue, is an X factor. I chose these three. I think they're a little bit overlooked. In Kepler, Lopez, and Maeda, Jorge Lopez, not Pablo. I think they're a little overlooked. I think all three of them have shown in the past at some point, however short, that they can be valuable players. And if they are in 2023, that's going to raise the Twins' bottom line. It's going to raise the Twins' ceiling, and that's what makes them X-Factors this season. The Twins are going to expect a lot from Correa, a lot from Buxton, a lot from Sonny Gray, a lot from Joe Ryan. Maybe not expecting as much from Kepler, and Maeda, I think Jorge Lopez, the expectation is he's a he's one of their best relievers in the bullpen. I think these three, if these three perform well, if Kepler has a 124 OPS plus and he's worth three wins, if Jorge Lopez is more first half Jorge Lopez than second half, if Kenta Maeda pitches 120 innings with a 315, 320 ERA this year, I think things are, are probably going to go well for the Twins. It's one through 40 on a roster. It's not one through 40. Five, it's not one through 26, it's one through 40. That's why these players matter, and these three matter for the twins. I know everybody's kind of off Kepler, everybody mentally, myself included, isn't expecting him to be on the team, and I'm still skeptical, skeptical he's going to be on the team. But if he is, he's an X factor for them, absolutely. Mentally, I, I assumed he was going to be elsewhere after they signed Joey Gallo, but he's not, and we're going into spring training this week, and he's still on the roster in mid February. So at this point, we assume that he's going to be on the team on opening day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'll make your second listen. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Drop your comments, like, subscribe, follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Lockdown Twins. Go Twins.